become familiar with the truth. Why? Because there will be people who will come with error, who will come with heresy, who will come with lies, and you have to be able to distinguish the two. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us. As today we're going to be wrapping up our message, A Threefold Appeal. And Pastor, we've been talking about the fact that we do need to get into God's Word. And just another uh, good reminder today that if we want to be able to recognize error and wrong theology and, and things like that, we have to know what the Bible actually says. Right. We, we need to know the truth. Yeah. Because Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. See, the truth that you don't know can't set you free. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you a story real quick, Steve. Uh, when you don't recognize something, I was a student at Moody. And of course, you know, I'm from the hood, man. You know, I grew up in the projects. And so uh, I had breakfast uh, with the resident students. I was off campus because I was married. And so they said, come have breakfast with us, uh, Brother Ford. I said, love to. And so they got me in the dining hall. And, you know, we go through cafeteria style. I see this custard pie. I say to myself, wow, these folk are weird. They have custard pie for breakfast. Mm. So then, you know, I, I got me some bacon and eggs. And, and uh, so I ate. And uh, I said, okay, I got me some ice cream to put on my custard pie. Everybody at the table was looking at me funny. And uh, I was wondering, what's wrong with them? You know, they never seen anybody put ice cream on custard pie. It wasn't custard pie. It was quiche. Oh. <laughs> I had never eaten quiche. quiche yeah. <laughs> I had never seen quiche. Now, I was 30 years old. There's nothing wrong with not but having because, seen quiche by the time you're 30. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying, you know, I'm thinking they're weird and they're, yeah. they're thinking I'm weird. Because one even asked me, you do that with quiche all the time? And I said, well, well, no, isn't it? Cus no, this is quiche. This is eggs. Yeah. You know, I said, like a pie, you know, never exposed to it. And so I said all that to say this, you have to become familiar with something. You know, a lot of people are trying to put ice cream on God's word and it doesn't fit. Yeah. You need to know the truth and then you know what you're getting. Well, let's get in to God's Word today. We are in uh, Galatians chapter 4 as we wrap up our message, A Threefold Appeal. Here is Pastor Ford. He's saying, here's what I want you to do. I want you to remember what happened when I first preached the gospel to you. I want to reiterate that experience so that we can recapture what was lost. Let me say it again. And listen, if you're backslidden in any way, let's say, you, you know, you and your boo don't have a love that y'all used to have. When people come in for counseling and I'm trying to be discerning, uh, sometimes what I'll do is this. They'll, they'll be like, and I, and I say, uh, hold up a minute, folk. Hold up a minute, folk. Uh, we need to do something real quick. I want to do something. So what's that? How long have you guys been married? Thirteen long years. You know, thirteen is an unlucky number. I want you to do something for me. I want you to go back. And I want you to remember when you first met 
when you got married and you were really in love? Tell me about it, sir. Tell me about her and what drew you to her, what you liked about her. And the tone will often soften and you'll go back and say such and such and such and such. And she was this and that. And, but now, no, no, I don't want to hear now. I want you to tell me as much as you can about, and he, he'll talk five, 10 minutes, whole tone, face changes, everything. I said, now tell me about, oh, he was this, that, and the other. You know, why, why are we going back? Do you remember what, what God said to Israel when they were wandering the wilderness and getting ready to go into the promised land? What word, like when you look at Psalm 105, 106, 107, what word is there more than any other word other than, you know, prepositions and all that? What word that starts with R? Remember. 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 Man, Paul is following the example of his God. Hey, can you remember how it was when you first got saved? Do you remember the freedom that you felt, the burden that was lifted off of you? Do you remember when you realized your sins were cast into the depths of the sea? Now, do you remember? I mean, do you remember? You know, I, it's like it's like I tease people. Uh, I was I was teasing uh, uh, the Williams when they first came here to Christ Bible Church. Man, they were like, you know, this is good stuff because they had been in bondage for 25 years and they had been set free. And so they loved the expositional preaching, teaching the word of God. And so they, they tried to talk me into starting a Friday Bible study. I said, well, you know what? I'll start a Bible study on Friday when the one on Wednesday is filled up. No, no, we, we, and then, and then about two years went by and I didn't see him in Bible study. And I said, I don't see you in Bible study. What's going on? Oh, kind of busy. And so I took him back. I said, remember two years ago when you first came here, tried to get me to start a Bible study on Friday? Then I'd have been the only one coming. They came back to Bible study. He said, man, that was convicting. Yeah, because I did remember. And that's what God wants us to do. Paul says, look, I want to take you back when I first came in and preached the gospel to you. How receptive you were to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That my preaching, now get the argument now. They're coming in and they're preaching another gospel. He said that chapter one, it's another gospel. You know, we need to do what? Let me just tell you this here. Look at you. Look at you. Let me tell you what they failed to do. And this is something that um, I start to say Jude chapter two, but you know there's no chapter two to Jude. Listen to what he says. He says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Christ Jesus and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you, listen to this, that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Why? Reason. Verse 4, for there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God 
and our Lord Jesus Christ. See what he's saying? He's saying, listen, when I came in and preached that gospel unto you, I desired to know nothing save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what I preached. People ask me all the time, pastor, uh, do you preach the full gospel? I say, yes, I do. And, and then they'll challenge me. What is it? I say, okay, here's the full gospel. Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, became a man hung, bled, and died on an old rugged cross, rose again the third day, ascended into heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us according to the will of God, Hebrews 7, 25, our soon coming king. It doesn't get any fuller than that. That's the full gospel. As a matter of fact, you can truncate it because Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, for I delivered unto you that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried, that he rose again according to the scripture. Here's what they failed to do. Now listen, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Paul brings in preaching and teaching. I know you can watch it on TV. I do it myself. I am a preacher who loves the word of God. Like most people listen to music, I listen to sermons. And so I eat the meat and I spit out the bones. And sometimes you ain't got nothing but fat and gristle. But here's the importance of what we're doing right now. That God has given me to you. To, he's given me a gift. In other words, this is not my intelligence. And then, you, you know, why that, that some preachers are able to give out a greater truth than other preachers. The only reason is they have sharpened and honed their gift. It's a God-giving gift, the gift of pastor uh, slash teacher. Uh, so then we say it all the time. You can't teach what you don't know. You can't lead where you won't go. And so what, what happens? God gives us uh, the spiritual ability uh, to be, Tony, you ain't, you ain't got it like that. You got that from God. Pastor Kerr, you ain't got it like that. You got that from God. Pastor Ford, any of you teachers, you didn't get it like that. You got it because God gave you a spiritual gift. Why? He says in Ephesians 4, so that you can teach the people of God, so there'll be no more tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine that comes down the pike. So what needs to happen? I'll tell you what needs to happen. We need to know the truth. And so he says, when I preach to you, I preach to you the truth. Now become familiar with the truth. Why? Because there will be people who will come with error, who will come with heresy, who will come with lies. And you have to be able to distinguish the two. I'll never forget when Pastor Farmer was here. He opened up his sermon with, he said there was a young man. He went to a person who was a jade uh, cutter and he loved jade and he he wanted to become a jade cutter. So he said, would you teach me how to cut jade? And the guy said, yes, sit down while I cut some jade. And he put green jade in his hand and he just uh, had him watching. So for two hours he cut jade while this guy held it in his hand. Next day he goes back. Same thing. Guy has him sit down uh, with the green jade in his hand and and he's, he's carving and carving and carving. Next day, same thing. Next day, the same thing. Next day, the same thing. Next day, finally, guy comes in. And he says, if he puts something in my hand today, you know, I'm going to tell him. I'm, I'm done with this. And so sure enough, the guy comes, puts it in his hand. And he says, when are you going to teach me to cut jade? 
And he said, well, come on, cut what you have in your hand. And he looked at it, he said, this is not jade. He said, now you're ready to cut jade. Now you're ready to cut jade. You got to know the truth. Because with all of the error that's out here, he says, listen, when I came and, when, and I preached to you uh, the good news, and that's the word that he uses, I preached to you the good news, you recognized it was the truth. Now, why is it that you can't recognize error when you hear it? And, you know, I, I think part of it, it, by way of implication, is because you're not continually to get in the truth. Pastor Ford with a good reminder that we need to be in the truth, in God's Word each and every day. And I hope that as you're listening to this program, you're able to do just that, that you're growing in your walk with Christ because of what you hear. If that's the case, we'd love to hear about that. You can always give us your feedback by coming to treasuretruthradio.org, click on the contact link. But it's all made possible because of your financial generosity. You know, it's those who believe in this ministry and give towards this ministry that allow us to pay for production costs and airtime. So if you're benefiting from Pastor Ford's teaching, would you give a gift? You can do that online by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the link that says Make a Donation. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. Let's get back to the message. Here's Pastor Ford. So he says then, uh, you know how through infirmity of my flesh I preached unto you at the first. So notice his focus. It hurt me to preach to you. Now, it's a physical ailment that he was going through. Uh, so, you know, here's, here's where it ends up. Two other arguments and affection. Just write them down. Uh, Paul's pain. He talks about his pain. And then in verse 16, his perception. His perception. His pain and his perception. Uh, so, we don't know what his uh, illness was. But here's what he says. Listen to this. And my temptation, which was in my flesh, you despise not, nor reject it, but receive me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. Wherein then is the blessedness you spake of? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. Now stop. Paul's talking about his pain. Uh, now remember, your pain in my heart. That's what they had. They had compassion at the beginning. They had commitment at the beginning, they had consecration. They had all these things. What's happening that these things are lost? Paul doesn't say. Paul doesn't say. But, but let me remind you of something. Let me remind you of something. Remember Hebrews 10.25? Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. But so much the more exhorting one another as you see the day approaching. Now, the overarching reasons, of course, is they're listening to people who are, who are, who are giving them wrong information. But remember that that word, uh, forsake not the assembling, is one word. Anybody remember what that word was? Ek kata lepo. That's not forsaking assembling of yourselves together. Now, what's so significant about this? I want, I want you to get this. Ek means out of. Kata means down. Let me see. Ek out of. Kata. Lepo means um, put down. Oh, behind. Oh my goodness. Behind. Now, here's what the writer of the book of Hebrews did on this one. Get this. Get this. 
not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. Now, it just sounds like, okay, there's a command. You ought to come to church when church is open. We only have two services normally, you know, so we don't, we don't get you out three and four times and five times a week. So, so, but here's what he's doing. Guess what he's doing? See what he's doing? How do you get, how do you get not forsaking the assembling out of these three prepositions? They're not words, they're prepositions. Because he's giving us the motivations or the reasons why people don't come to worship and get taught and, and, and the preaching of the word, teaching the word and worship of God because they've been left out, because they've been put down, because they've been left behind. Now, why in the world would the writer of the book of Hebrews do that? Because what do we talk about? We're members one of another. We need to understand that these things are significant and we need to make sure that nobody is left out. Everybody should have a vested interest. Amen. What's a vested interest? Hey, listen, I need input into what's happening here. If I'm a body, all of my body has some significance to the rest of me. So here's what I want you to do. Anybody that you know that's being left out, try to put them in. We just uh, uh, did on the Sunday, when uh, two Sundays ago, whenever I said, okay, uh, he sought, uh, uh, he stood with the faithful. Remember that? And called everybody up and said, okay, it, you know, you want to get involved? Uh, we had 26 names. We call every one of them. Every one of them. We want you to get involved. We don't want you left out. Now, there are people who feel what? Put down. Man, we, we got to minister to people who feel put down. So they come to you and they say, man, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm thinking about leaving. Why? Well, you know what? I had an idea. And the way they just disregarded my idea, it's like I don't even feel like I'm welcome in the ministry, and if I can't minister here, I don't even wanna worship here. You know what? Let's pray about that. Who, who was it? What leader was it? Why don't we go together? Now, since you put me in it, scripture says, you know, you go to your, so I'll go with you to your brother. And let's see if we can get this straightened. People who are left behind. But you get you get what I'm saying that 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 Paul here is saying, look, man, you accepted me in my pain. And the idea is ordinarily this would not happen. Now, what was his pain? Here, here, here it is. No theologian knows, but the Bible gives us indications. OK, what did he tell them? You would have plucked out your eyes and given them to me. It's an eye problem. Yeah, it was an eye problem. And, and why do you say that? Remember what happened to him on Damascus Road? Knocked down and blinded. Oh, you mean perhaps God, when Ananias came and he received his sight, didn't give him back all of it? Maybe not. Because turn to the end of the book, Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Look at verse 11. You see how large a letter I have written unto you with my own hand. See, whatever this eye problem was, Paul didn't write his own letters. He had somebody write for him 
someone called an amanuesis. Amanuesis. It's called amanuesis. It's a personal scribe. And, uh, and so uh, just like Peter had Mark write for him, Paul had somebody. So this was so devastating. This was so destructive to the gospel that Paul wrote it in his own hand so they would know, man, this is how concerned I am about you. This pained me to write this to you. And I struggled. I wrote it with my own hand and had to write it in real large letters because you know I have an eye problem because you would have plucked out your eyes. Now, now get this, and I, I need to stop. What is Paul's perception? Verse 16, look at it. He says, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Man, some of us as Christians, we can't handle the truth. Yeah. And Paul says, all I'm doing now, here it is. Here's my perception about it. My perception about it is you like prosperity gospel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Say, yeah, yeah. I mean, why didn't he preach more encouraging messages? Why does he want to talk about sin? Because I want to give you the whole counsel of God. This is truth. And the question on the floor is, what are you going to do with it? What are you, you going to do with it? Let, 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 me, let, me, let me finish how I started because I need to stop now. But let me finish how I started. What are you going to do? We're members one of another. Be devoted one to another. Honor one another. Preferring one another. Be of the same mind one with another. Accept one another. Admonish one another. Greet one another. Serve one another. Bear one another's burdens. Forbear with one another. Submit to one another. Encourage one another. Love one another. Pray for one another. That's a really great list to be wrapping up today's broadcast with. You've been listening to a message from Galatians 4 called A Threefold Appeal. And if you've missed any of the previous six parts in this little series, you can always come to our website and listen online. Simply stop by treasuredtruthradio.org. There you can stream the program through your computer or mobile device. You can download MP3s or order copies of this broadcast on CD. You can also listen on the go if you have the Moody Radio app. That's a great way to listen whenever it fits your schedule. And the app is available for your Apple products and your Android phones and tablets. We'll link you to that when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Look for the Stay Connected bar. Or you can simply go to your favorite app store, like Google Play or the iOS app store, and search for Moody Radio. Not only can you listen to Treasured Truth, but other programs produced by Moody and streaming music stations. Again, we'll link you to the app when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org and look for the Stay Connected bar. Also, at that Stay Connected bar, you'll find links there to our Twitter feed, our Facebook page, and a link to Christ Bible Church of Chicago if you want to find out more about Pastor Ford and the church at which he serves. Again, it's all at treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, thanks for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. <laughs>